All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode is brought to you by Ned. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. 
real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? My weekend was busy as fuck. Oh. So, um, oh, Friday, I went to Malibu. Mm-hmm. Went to this cute restaurant called the Sunset Room. So, I said, you know, I want to start, if the, we're going to do the alfresco dining. Because remember a couple. You're really make it a thing. Yeah, remember a couple of weeks ago, um, we said we did the alfresco dining at Gracias Madre and we weren't really feeling it. But since we live in beautiful Los Angeles, there's so many places that already have an outdoor dining setup. That's a vibe. And we know Malibu is my. Your jam. Ting. Yes. So went to Malibu. The sunset room is very cute. It's like right on the beach. Yeah. Food was cool. Just Um, cool? Yeah, the food was just cool. The food was just cool, it, so you but to I think trade it, off, like, but I think it was what I ordered. That's why I, I, there were other menu options. I think it was what I ordered that wasn't that. What'd big. you have? The short rib popperdale. Okay, that <laughs> doesn't even seem like anything. What is that? Oh man. So anyway, um, but yeah, like I said, ambiance was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that was Friday, and Saturday, what did I do? Oh, I was downtown getting flowers for my birthday and for another event that I was hoping with. Flowers are expensive as fuck, but they're like the heartbeat of the event. So Okay, heartbeat. They are, you know, like they really make the vibe or help with the vibe. Mm-hmm. So I was down there. It was so hot this weekend, like hot fucking hot. Yeah. And um, Sunday um set up for the event that we got flowers for stood in a long ass ikea line to get more things for my birthday then i came home and i was binge watching p valley which Mm. is an amazing show yeah we should have talked about that oh well they're ever being renewed for season two i didn't watch it so i don't really i have to get up get into it no i'm saying like we could have did that as our new show oh but we could still do that for patreon we could still do that secure um but yeah so how was your weekend that was my weekend it's still hot as fuck it's the heat wave (laughs) the heat wave wave. (laughs) my weekend was good i was uh in joshua tree with my boo-boo baby (laughs) she told us all the nitty-gritty details on patreon bitch we were hollering yeah the girls the girlies loved it this week yeah so um me and my sorry ghetto mama ghetto girl me and my babe we went to joshua tree and did a little staycation a vacation staycation Mm -hmm. um on friday and saturday and sunday and then sunday um we just had a little little quarantine concert Mm -hmm. seeing Devin tracy um which was phenom and then uh you know just ran ran around the city for a little bit before making it back home so yeah if you want the intimate details of my vacation Get your ass on over there to Patreon. Yeah, it was a wild weekend. The nitty gritty was shared. Yeah. So that was really it. Now here we are. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Welcome. So this is the part of our show where we usually dish tea about hot topics, current events, things that are going on in the world, pop culture. Um, you won't get our tea here because we serve it over on Patreon. Yeah, so. we just decided to keep our tea over on Patreon. Period. So. Exclusive community. What's cracking this week in the streets? Um, so I was a little moved by the tea um, going on with Lil Baby and Jada and his other baby mama. What's her name? Aisha? Yeah. I think it's Aisha. Something Aisha. golden on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Little Miss Golden. Something. Something. So Little Miss Mamas. <laughs> um <laughs> Little Miss Mamas was on Instagram Live or on Instagram on her stories mm-hmm. talking about how we're in the middle of a pandemic and she's uh, taking these costly Ubers to and fro back and forth to the grocery store to get her necessities. And in the midst with her and Jason. Yes. In the midst. Who's little baby son. First of all, the name Jason. What of all the names? Why they name my little baby Jason? Jason's OK. It's just such an older name. 
So her and Jason, her and JJ, are dipping in and out of Ubers, being exposed to people who have coronavirus. COVID. Yeah, coronavirus. And she just thinks that it's a little unfair. And even, it, especially the fact that he's taking care of his other family, right? Jada. Loyal and Jada. Yes, he's taking care of this other family and doing right well, by Jada's them. Jada's really reaping the benefits. This started when Jada posted the Birkin bag yeah. last week, saying that she loves waking up to the Birkin, the baby blue Birkin. Yes. So... Um, she's like he's buying Birkins, but his son's not taken care of. And We're in he, Ubers. And yeah, and he hasn't paid his child's tuition. So they go back and forth on the um, Instagram and on Twitters about the nature of the what taking affairs, care of right. looks like, you know. And just personally, just weighing in on this, I just feel like, sis, get your shit together. The comments were going lighting her the fuck up saying, sis, boss up and get yourself a Honda. Because honestly, with or without Jade, um, Jason, you, you need have, a whip. You should have your shit together. You need a whip. And it's really, I mean, I don't have kids. I'm not a baby mama. I don't have, I don't share children with a man that I'm not with. And I just feel like, this is my opinion. It's like, you can't use the baby and think that he's supposed to be providing for you. Like, he should be taking care of his son. Right. But he you need sure. a car no matter what. Exactly. Things that I think and, that. And, and a lot of women. This is what I'm going to say. Okay. Sometimes women, I don't care about the race. I'm not going to make this a race thing. Yeah. But women will be like, okay, but your son can't get to and from. Like, bitch, okay, wait a minute. You can't get to and from. You feel me? Or like, your son ain't going to be able to do this. Your son ain't. What? Okay, this is how don't I make feel. it about the baby. I feel that, yeah, there's definitely certain things that the father needs to weigh in on. Like the tuition. Yes. Pay the tuition because, yes, you are responsible for his um education and even still maybe it's a piece of i get I it this mean, is yeah, a little different of whatever but this also, is a different dynamic because she even said if your baby daddy ain't making 200 occasion did you see the that's emoji? what that's what the 200 she said that our, our little baby said, little baby said little baby was like 200 uh, an occasion, occasion. they said uh occasion a c a j yeah so then and then he, she put the, did the emojis like peace sign and the, uh, uh. the way he did it. He was like, it's 200 an occasion. And she said, if your baby daddy ain't making two, she put the emojis. Thun, thun, thun. Occasion. She was like, an occasion, I don't want to hear it. But it's like, I get it. Different tri- practice, different tax bracket. For so sure. you would be expecting him to do more. For sure. And that's what I'm saying. In this situation. Yeah. Pay the he tuition. He has the means to pay the tuition. Easily. I'm not getting you a car he though. Two hundred occasion. occasion, but baby girls needs a whip with or without little baby and with or without Jason. So she should have a vehicle. Talking for about he se- said he was giving me a car. She should have a vehicle for self. And then she was like, and he's holding it hostage. She, she says wants the me reason to- why he's not giving her the things is because she decided to stop fucking him. And every even she more decided, reason why you need to have your own shit. I agree because it's you don't want to pop pussy for it. Exactly. Like exactly. I don't want me personally. I do not want a man holding strings over me, gepettoing what period. I'm able to do and what I'm not able to do. You know what I'm saying? Yes, mm-hmm. take care of the son, but for the things that I need for self, car, home, yeah. clothing, food, I need to have those things in place. And that's what Anything I would just be that saying. He's given let me is going to be going to Jason. I would be like, I'll take Jason. It's going to be helping Jason. Now, I understand the argument sometimes when it's like, okay, if I live in the projects. Yeah. I ain't got no kids. <laughs> I ain't nobody's baby mama. So if, okay, so this is the thing. This is when it comes to, this is when it comes down to Jason because this is safety. Livelihood. If you live in, if my, if I had a son, right, if I'm a little baby, and I'm living like well and in a safe neighborhood and I'm sending Jason home to the projects that aren't safe. I'm not going to be OK with that. Like we have to have since we're co-parenting, we have to have Jason in a safe environment. Right. So I understand contributing like via child support for the living arrangement to be upgraded. Not saying he has to live in the same. She has to live in the same community, gated community as little baby, but just something that's safe. Right. OK. But. But then I'm like, where's the agency? Where's the agency for you to do whatever it is that you want to do to get what, what you want to do? And it doesn't do have th- to do with the kid. No, and she does need to do that. But I'm just saying, even when some people are doing what they have to do, sometimes their means don't 
I get allow it. them to live in a safe like neighborhood. I get it. Okay, but we calling it safety. I don't know. But you telling me you going in and out of the Hoover and Jason's exposed. Well, get a car so you and Jason don't have to be exposed. You should have a vehicle. And honestly, truly, if I was a little baby, I would be like, send me my little baby. He can stay here <laughs> with me, okay? Don't worry about him being in an Uber. Because yeah. I don't care about you like that. I, I hope I hope for your well-being overall, but I'm not contributing to your livelihood. And the thing that makes it personal is that she's dragging Jada into it. And Jada said, I love her son and I really don't want to do her like that. Right. But this has turned into her exposing Jada's hospital rec medical records and but she also said that she's like okay she doesn't want to keep it a buck about how jada has her resources or whatever she was like she's in a lawsuit and then she said he has allowance but the thing is jada was making money she had the edge control and and that's what she said she was she like had different, been about she my, had different she had different um business ventures streams before, of income yeah streams of income she wasn't just waiting to be scooped up by a little baby you know what i'm saying she has ways to make her coin this thing and maybe is this girl, Aisha needs to take some notes and figure out, is there an edge control, yeah. a waist trainer, something, <laughs> a bundle, something that you can be selling to get you into a vehicle. Because right now you're going outside. Whatever you can do. To, it don't cost She's little going to outside, nothing to get and a little you know what? car. Little baby claims there's a Range Rover in the garage waiting for her, but she's irresponsible. I don't know what how she's irresponsible or what that looks like. But if he can keep the car in the garage, that means if you fuck up, he can put it right back into the garage. So I wouldn't be harping on little the little baby's Range Rover that he has for me. She was like, he has a car. He's been promising us that car two times. Girl, get over it. There would be only one time where the nigga could tell me he's giving me something and, and I didn't. didn't get it. Yeah. I would be proving a point to him. Like, let me go get my own baby I too range. would be proving a point. I'm petty. I would be like, boy, don't. Boy, bye. Keep your little range. Keep your range. You don't got to worry about me. Me and my baby, we going to be all right. We going to live a good life. Period. I will be having my own shit. We're going to live a good life. Like, Anything that you're giving Jason. It's for Jason. It's for Jason. But see, sometimes women don't be doing the it's for Jason. It'd be like, it's for us. Oh, I know. You know? Because that, if we're keeping it a but Well, the thing is, I guess she was a little baby before he was a little baby. I get it. And sometimes you take the L. Sometimes you, and that sucks because I wouldn't want to be the woman who was with a nigga and then he blow up like Mike Jones. You feel me? I the, get the it. The baby vibe. The baby I vibe. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, what can you do now? No, there's nothing that you can do. But I had a point that I was going to say that I forgot. I'm oh, sorry. I forgot. But. Well, okay. So this is the thing. I was saying. I oh, that's that, what I was going to mm -hmm. say. I was going to say that we know for, fa for a fact that some women do have men by these, have babies by these successful men for meal tickets right the we know that but i'm saying that probably wasn't the case for aisha because she had the baby by little baby before he was little baby right i mean he when he was little fetus little embryo before he grew up but this <laughs> is a he thing. Was little concept right <laughs> exactly. i knew you before you were even a thought remember right. when people say that yeah but this is the thing despite that at this point the nigga's little baby and y'all got a little baby so y'all ain't gonna be occasion. occasion, and y'all ain't gonna be together. So you got to figure out how to finesse, how to make it work for yourself. Take Jason out of the situation. That's you know what? That's why I couldn't be. This is why couldn't be what I would be like. Fuck you, nigga! I'm about to blow up like Mike Jones and show you how the fuck I get it. Like I would be getting it on my own, no matter what it was. If I was working, I don't give a fuck. And he says Jason is well taken care of. He said all his kids are well he taken care of. He only got two, Jason and Loyal. Right, but he was like, all my kids is well taken care of. I take care of all my kids. Shit, motherfucker. I just see, you know, and I'm not. And little baby seems unproblematic. He seems pretty unproblematic. Or does he? To me, he does. Okay. I'm I not mean, really that. I'm not like. I'm not really that tapped in, but. I'm not either, but he seems like he would be right. <laughs> do right about his fucking kids. He seems like he's just like laying low key. He don't be in no shit. He's country as fuck. She was like, you know, even if you don't fuck with me, like Jason is in and out of the Ubers. Well, you need to go down to fucking Norm Reese Honda <laughs> and get a car. Oy. I don't like to see that. And I'm not talking about my black queens, but I want her to do better. I want to put her on a pedestal. Hopefully, you know, she can use this as drive to like really figure out something to. Because people have been dragging her. But she probably doesn't want to be in a Honda. She probably wants to be in a Range Rover but or something sorry, of that not... caliber, which is a different bracket. But and you're it's not like there. she knows a little baby has the means. 
but it's my means. I get it. It's I, not I, your I agree. Means. It's definitely. I'm not saying that he needs to get her a Range Rover. I'm not saying that at all. But you know, we see the method that Future takes. It's Future puts all of the baby mamas up in you know a nice car. He gives them APs. They're well taken care of, with the exception of Eliza, who's battling Eliza <laughs> in the other one. They're battling fighting. Eliza and Rain, baby Rain. Yeah, they're they're in the other one. The who they um, they did the the test. They tested the two babies. Sick. Sick shit. They're currently trying to get what's theirs or what's the babies. Get what's, what's the, the babies. babies. Like, get well, what's the babies. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're trying to get what's the babies. Let me not assume. And a lot of times, you know what it is? But Future is not even giving the babies what's theirs. This is the thing. And, and I don't two know. Two things. Two things. Because I know that there's also this component of um, that the the kid needs to live a comparable lifestyle to when the when they go with the other parent, right? Like you mentioned. Yes. I can't be in the Malibu Hills and then go back to Skid Row when, my, when I'm with mother. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So there has to be like a happy medium. But then on the other hand, it's also like, we got to watch out who we having these kids with y'all. That's a big part but of this. But the thing is, the kids are here now, so. The kids are here now. But I'm saying all of this comes, all of this plays a part. It all plays a part. I mean, so are you saying just fuck with people who are celebrities? No. I'm not saying that at all because I don't think that half these bitches should have babies by future. No, I'm saying the celebrity. Are you saying who needs to watch out? The celebrity needs to watch out? Everyone. Because look at baby Eliza. I mean, mama Eliza and baby Rain. You out here having these kids by these damn niggas. And it ain't just no good sometimes. Well, I know. But sometimes people are deceptive sometimes the decepticon sometimes you know because let's if we're sticking our future this turn turned into whatever okay so if we're talking about future with joy i don't think that i think that he probably gave her the idea that you know they were building like if lori were to get pregnant today by future it was like a building and now, but a, the thing is, what what is what I'm going to so put bottom on the, of the what I'm going to put on the responsibility of the woman, because you know I like to hold women accountable too. Look at the pattern. How did they treat the other baby mamas? How did they treat the other baby mamas? You could be next. I want to stick. If that's I meet the part. somebody, let's take celebrity out of it. I'm just talking about a nigga off the street. Period. The regular Joe Schmo. If I meet someone. And he has children and he's talking crazy about the baby mamas, giving her a hard time. I'm going to note that and decide that you're probably not the nigga for me. And I'm for sure not having kids by you because the way you're talking crazy about her and giving her a hard time. That, that could, could be, be me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to treat her with respect. Hopefully you guys have a great relationship, co-parenting relationship with no sticky icky because I don't want it too great. Yeah. You yeah, know, too great where you're sliding thing. in a right. minute. In that pussy but you know what icky. I mean? Healthy. Yeah, definitely. Because it could easily be you if you get pregnant. And I see that a lot. The pattern. They were talking crazy with the baby mama. You were right there kiki and giggling. And then you got pregnant. And now you're on the chopping block. With so the, what the I want for us queens is just to elevate, keep our antennas up and um, be mindful. Be mindful. That was that's the line. <laughs> just be, be mindful, mindful because sometimes these men try to play us. But if we stay on our toes. I don't know how future keeps. I don't know how these women keep dealing with his money. raggedy ass. Money. It's called money, Germany. Well, yeah, maybe. I was about to say your middle name. I was about to say your full name. I'm like, whoa, hold up. It's called money. And maybe that's why I'm not driven by money. And, and that's I have what my I'm own saying. Things. You can't be driven by money. You can't be. And if future came up to me today. Because that's what you in compromise. I, he can touch he, me with a 10 foot pole. Period. With his enemy's dick. I would no. be like. <laughs> I would be like, um, what's his real name? What's his little real Nevadius. name? Nevadius. I would be like, no, Nevadius. No. no. There would be no way. No amount of money in the world would have me jumping on these sick nigga dicks. No. <laughs> no. It just wouldn't. It would no. not happen. And that's, my dear, that on that. Yeah, that's the tea this week. So. Okay. Now that we um, have that little rant. Point yeah. is, have your own. Go down to Norm Reeves, honey. Yeah, I love get her because she got her own. Get a whip, okay? Yeah. I don't care what kind. So. What's up? Um, over here <laughs> at the Black or Bravado podcast, we have a little something called a ratings and reviews. Yes. So when you rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts, this really helps our show. We can't preach the stress this enough. Mm -hmm. We need you ladies to be sliding up in here 
And, you know, if you don't have a lot of words, that's fine, too. Like this week, someone said, this podcast makes me feel like myself. That's, that's the it. review. That's the review. I love and that. And I love that. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you get something on the board, you get your rating in there. Yes. That's all we ask. Yes. But we also have our mommies who come in and leave these long, thoughtful reviews. <laughs> and these just make our hearts smile. So that's the one we're going to share this week. This yeah. one comes from Earl Girl. Read it. She said, the podcast you never knew you needed. Mm -hmm. This podcast is a perfect blend of fun, laughter, and important dialogue about health and wellness. Whenever I'm feeling lonely, I throw on an episode of this podcast and immediately feel connected and uplifted. As a young single black woman, one in the most out of life, Germany and Brittany are the homegirls that I relate to and can laugh with, as well as the inspiration I need to keep going and keep being great. These These two are authentically who they are. The good energy is infectious. The resources and conversations discussed in this podcast are applicable and genuinely helpful in my everyday life. They remind me that even when I feel lonely, there there are a community of black girls out there just like me. And we're all in this together. Oh, and they are hilarious. Yay. Shout out to Germany's beautiful raspy laugh. Makes me <laughs> smile every time. Best podcast ever. Yay. Thank you, Earl Girl. Thanks, Early. We appreciate Early that. Girly. Um, and we're we're really thankful that we can be your comfort and your company when you feel lonely. Yes. Especially during this sick ass time. We don't want anybody to feel alone because we are all in this together. And at the end of the day, you know what this podcast is? Resonance. That's why. This podcast is the, um, resonance. You never knew you needed. It's the, um, friend's house that you like hung out at. You know how everybody has a house. Yeah. The friend's house that they hang out with. Pull up, pop out. We're that house. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for leaving your review. So there's another way to support this podcast, and that's by joining us over on Patreon. Patreon is a journey that the creatives these days are on, like the kids these days. The the creatives these days are on to garner support from their community. Yes. We offer uh, more of the content that you love here on a more intimate scale. It's definitely intimate. Bonus tea. So um, this month, our mid-month check-in just went up. We have playlists, we have journal prompts. Um, we you have know. a book club where we do Zoom meetings. Yeah, so there's just a lot of extra little goodies and just getting a chance to know us more intimately. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, make sure you join us over on Patreon. Again, you can hear all of the intimate details of my vacation. Yeah, and my new therapy journey. Yes, uh, and yeah, if that seems like something you're interested, join us over on Patreon. The information is down in the show notes. Yes, it is. So last week's episode, right? Yes. Okay. Um, continuing with our you versus you series, episode one fifty four. That's crazy. We're already at one hundred fifty four episodes. Now we're at one fifty five. Yeah, that's today. Yep. So episode one fifty four, you versus you, part five, the six pillars of self esteem. The affirmation that we shared was, "I acknowledge my own self worth. My confidence is rising." So in part five, we talked about self esteem, which can be defined as the disposition to experience oneself as being competent to cope with the basic challenges of life. And of being worthy of happiness. So we explored Nathan Brandon's six pillars of self-esteem to discuss how to practically improve our self-esteem. We shared some tips um, to work on boosting your self-esteem and remind ourselves that self-esteem is a practice. It's not just an affirmation or an idea. And if we want to work on uh, improving our self-esteem and maintaining our self-esteem, we have to do the daily work, beloved. It's work. Work, 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 work. It's a marathon. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday Nipsey. to Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. So let us know if you love the episode. If you haven't listened already, make sure you go back and do so. It's there for you. It's there for you. So um, we're still in the You versus You series. Mm-hmm. There's more to talk about. There's more to talk about, which is um, a testament to how we really begin in our own goddamn way. So this week we're going to be talking about self-fulfilling prophecies. So... What is a self-fulfilling prophecy, you ask? A self-fulfilling prophecy is when you think something will happen and then you make it happen. Mm. So a lot of times we imagine um, outcomes, certain outcomes to happen, and then we consciously or unconsciously make them a reality. Yeah. And these self-fulfilling prophecies are often attempts to Guard us against grief, failure, disappointment, rejection, or anything else that might be upsetting our asses. We're trying to protect ourselves from what we think may happen. Mm -hmm. 
And it's often so that we can kind of soften the blow or we think like, okay, if I already process this happening, then when it really happens, it won't be so bad. It won't be as bad. It'll be easier to deal with. But really what we end up doing is thinking. Making this shit come true. Exactly. We end up making this shit come true. The kids these days are calling this the law of attraction. Yeah. It's like basically manifesting uh, manifesting and this could be on the negative and the positive right mm-hmm. because I feel like when we say oh I manifested I manifested it we're thinking about the the, the, the positive, positive you know and then when you think about self-fulfilling prophecy you think about the negative yes the bad shit that you're um, helping come come to be come into the reality so yeah self-fulfilling prophecies are commonly related to negative or unfortunate events these can be your failures or your disappointments and often trigger our reactions um you know our anxiety our anger and depression yeah and um when a lot of these undesirable outcomes happen they tend to like build up on themselves and gather like a momentum Mm -hmm. which results in a cycle Mm -hmm. And they call these the vicious circles. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. 
Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdrive fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, y'all. So I'm sure the ladies here can relate when we say that the period can drag you by the ass. And somehow me and Germany's period (laughs) (laughs) have linked up. They have linked up. Now, we know we said bad bitches linked up, but we didn't mean the periods had to link up. Yeah. Because now we're both being dragged by the bottom of our asses at the same damn time. At the same time. And it's tough. Yeah. But luckily, our family over at Ned has just the most amazing natural cycle collection. This period soup salve has been my saving grace. Okay. I've been rubbing this shit all over my belly and my back. Because my neck and back. Seriously, I really get the worst cramps, like debilitating cramps. But the um, suit salve is really amazing because it's made with hemp oil and it's specifically crafted to offer functional relief of premenstrual and menstrual discomfort. It's this rich blend of potent, organic, and ethically sourced botanicals and essential oils. And the treat is it has 200 milligrams of premium CBD. Yeah. um, On my first day, that's usually when my cramps knock me off of my feet. Yeah. And so on Sunday, Sunday is when mine came knocking, baby girl came knocking on my door. Man, I'm not even baby girl, big mama. Yeah. (laughs) Big mama came knocking on my door. And um, I had nothing, like no meds, nothing mm-hmm. to just help me. And so I I remembered I had my period suits off. So I grabbed that, put a generous amount in my hands. The key is generous amount. Generous amount. Mm-hmm. Rubbed it up in between my palms and put it all over my belly because I had business to handle. Yeah. And when I tell you that it alleviated the issue, I was shook. I'm like, oh, is this what the CBD is doing? Period. So. Literally. Um, Ned 
I did the same thing on Ned, Monday. Ned knew what they were doing with this natural cycle collection. And yes. I'm happy about it because I do like to do the natural method because yeah. I was taking that homeopathic um, medicine, mm-hmm. but I ran out of it. And so I'm like, let's see what the Ned is doing. Yeah. And it did what it had to do. It, it has some amazing ingredients too, just for you guys, you know. For your info, it has raw shea butter, lavender, rose, chamomile, coconut oil, meadowsweet, ginger, olive oil. It has the full spectrum hemp, a little beeswax. Okay, we have some sage. It smells some good lemon too. Lemon ex- um, essential oil, some lang lang. Lang lang. Lang lang. It has so many good things. And just so you're aware, you know, Ned is really special because they have full spectrum products that are made in small batches. Um, it's cold ex- extracted hemp. And it's third party tested, so you can rely on the, if, uh, if I want to say the integrity, the integrity for yeah. sure, and the efficiency. Yes, you know, you know for sure that it's working. The efficacy, I think, is called yes, efficacy, and you know the shit's gonna work because yes. all CBD is not creating. It's equally. not creating equal, and this doesn't have any of those little raggedy fillers in it. <laughs> the raggedy fillers. It's good stuff. So if you want to check out Ned, if you're on your period, if you're bleeding this month or next month or any of the months coming up, yes. and you want to check out Ned and try any of their products, we have a special offer for the Black Girl Bravado podcast audience. So go to helloned.com backslash bravado, or you can enter code bravado at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or they have a super cool membership where you can get 20% off your first subscription and free shipping. So that's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash bravado to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription plus free ship skip free shipping. So thank you, Ned. You guys are the best. We love you. So happy to be a part of the Ned family. Yes. Now let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. So if you say something like, if you think something like, oh my God, I have social anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And so you're preparing yourself to go out to a function yeah, um, where you're going to be around a lot of people and you're already, you're already having your mind. I have social anxiety and then when you get to the function and people aren't fucking with you or Mm -hmm. your anxiety is taking over you that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you've told yourself that something was going to happen you got there and you have gotten that result right and it's a cycle all the time because you like put momentum behind it Mm -hmm. but not all self-fulfilling prophecies are negative or undesirable sometimes they can produce virtuous circles or positive desired outcomes. And that's ultimately what we want. We want to make these self-fulfilling prophecies work to our benefit. Yeah. So instead of them hindering us and causing anxiety or disappointment, we want to flip it on its ass. The manifesting. And make these prophecies give us some positive results or yes. outcomes. Yeah. Um, and they're... Okay, really quickly before we get into more, mm-hmm. have you uh, had any ex- experience with virtuous circles or vicious cycles or circles? Yeah, I've had experiences with both. Okay. So a lot of the times, um, the vicious cycles, I feel like, are subconscious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not something that I'm mindfully doing. It's just something that just happened, so... What's an example of this that I can share personally? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's for sure happened like with an interview before. Okay. Like if I've, I've been to interviews where I felt like I for sure don't know this job. Like, yeah. you know, like they caught me. Or like a test. Yeah, like they caught me. I'm here. I got the interview somehow, but I don't feel 100% confident in being able to do the position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so already before I get to the interview, um, that's the, the thoughts or the words or talk that I'm the self-talk that I'm engaging in. Like, God damn, they're going to ask me something. I'm not going to know how to answer it. They're going to be able to tell that Mm -hmm. I'm not that versed in this position. And then I'm not going to get a call back. And then I end up not getting a call back because I'm sure that's what I projected in and that's the, the way you act in the interview. Like you don't know what the fuck going on. Right. You can't answer. You can't address right. the concerns. Exactly. Instead mm-hmm. of being confident in finessing. The finesse. That's how I got my job. <laughs> and then y'all. finessing, which I have done before, which can be the the um, the um virtuous circle where yeah. 
I went into a situation like, you know, that can be as simple as, you know what, tonight I'm a god, I'm going to have a good ass time. It's going to we going to be lit. Mm-hmm. Um, we going to dance, you know, it's going to be a magical time. And so if I go out with that attitude, and that's usually the type of day or night that I have when I'm like, it's going to be a fun ass night. Niggas going to be on us, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... um, We turning up. Yeah, I remember I used to do that all the time as a young and like, we going to go out, we going to get... It was like a thing to get numbers. Oh, really? Yes. Like, we going to go out, we going to get numbers. Like, Okay. We going to get numbers pulling and then like, niggas. we'll come... Yeah, we'll come remember home. Pulling, pulling, like I'm a pulling. Pulling niggas, yeah. So whenever I would go out with that vibe... I would be pulling niggas coming home with numbers like, girl, right. you we got these numbers. Da, 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 da. Never do nothing with them. Of course, I wasn't thinking like this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I just had claimed how the day was going to be. And that's Period. the energy. If I go out feeling confident like a bad bitch, of course, I'm going to be pulling niggas and getting numbers. Yeah. If I go out like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be pulling niggas. Then you're not going gonna be, out None sad. of the niggas are going to be looking at me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be giving off that energy like. Yeah subconsciously you're not looking at me don't look at me i'm not having a good time don't come over here so um for sure what about you um yeah i feel like also self-fulfilling prophecy is kind of like worst case scenario vibes you know people who think like who are really worriers and that could be me too that's me like who goes like all the way to the left with it um my my vicious circle (laughs) is usually like um like I'll immediately start going like all the way to the left. If I don't hear from somebody that I care about or like, for example, I told you um, on Sunday, mm-hmm. I was me and my, I'm just going to say boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> say it. I know, you know, I'm struggling. You know, you know, my <laughs> go to Patreon if you want to hear more about that. Right. Um, My boyfriend and I had got back. Wow. That was weird. My boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your tongue tied. My boyfriend Twister. and I. My boyfriend and I had gotten back from Joshua Tree and on Sunday we had like departed, right? Going our separate ways. He was going home and I was going home. Mm-hmm. And um he teaches me like the necessary lesson of like being apart and we'll come back and it's cool. Like we don't always talk like back and back, back to back to back to back to back. So right? autonomy? We a lot of autonomy, yes, okay. which which I'm learning to like, and it's good, right? So because before you liked more, you know, stage four clinger, five, actually stage five, four, stage five clinger. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, like I want to know, like let me know as soon as you get home, and because I want to know you're safe, because I'm a warrior, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking something could happen on the way home. I just take my mind there, mm-hmm. and. When I, when I got home, I was like, okay, like I'm going to get settled. He's going to get settled. Subconsciously, I was probably like, I want you to tell me that you made it. But I was like chilling, like I'm unpacking my shit. I'm sure he's doing the same. And at like 1130, I FaceTimed him and he didn't answer. And I'm like, Lord, he drove us all the way back from <laughs> Joshua Tree. And then we went here and he went there. And I was like in this cycle in my mind of becoming anxious of like, Yo, what if he got into an accident and nobody knew? And now they didn't think to call me. And now he's in the hospital. I do that. I've done it that before too. It turned into a whole thing. And it's like you're mentally preparing yourself to show up to a funeral and all black. <sighs> or the hospital running yeah. in there like fucking, I don't Sick. even, you know, like. Uh, yeah. Like I'm the wife. I'm just like, <laughs> why? So I was like, uh, trying not to worry myself. So I just was able to relax a little. Then you're checking social medias. and <laughs> I was just like, let me take my ass to sleep. Social media activity. I said, he's probably going to sleep. I need to rest too. Yeah. So I went to sleep. And then the next morning when he's like, good morning, boo. I'm like, Lord, thank God you're alive. And I didn't say, thank God you're alive. But to him. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I don't want to put this anxious energy onto him. Like, damn, this bitch is a fucking worry ward. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a part of my like sick cycle, the way that I do like get into a phase about myself and like be anxious. But I will say, well, we'll talk about how this shows up in relationships later, because the way that this kept popping up in my mind, I was like, "Ooh, I can only think of one way. Yeah. You know, the cheat. Right. Right. We don't get there. Um, so there are two types of self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm-hmm. There are the, the types where um, the self where we make these predictions about ourselves and they come true but there's also other impose and this is when someone makes a prediction about your life and it comes true and all of this is really based on expectation and then action and result. right so expectation and, behavior result. result yeah yeah so or like what i'm saying action i'm saying like the action of the person whose expectations being put on exactly so like for instance like your parents 
right? This is a really, really, really the way I would explain other fulfilled prophecy, right? So it's like our parents want us to be whatever it is that we want to be. And thus we act accordingly. And then we turn into what it is that they want us to be. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. But there's another example. There's also an example of, say, for instance, this is another imposed example. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take the test. Let's just say an SAT test. Okay, come on. And see, I was about to say, I was already about to do a self-fulfilling prophecy on myself. I was about to be like, I'm horrible at tests. But anyway, so Mm. you're preparing to take a test, right? You done pulled up to the location of the SAT test. And when you're on the way into the building, your mom hits your phone. And she's like, "Um, you know, you guys are talking about you getting ready to take the SAT test. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, I know you struggle with test taking and it causes you a lot of anxiety. I, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if you got a bad score, you know, yeah. something along those lines. Like, you know, mm-hmm. don't even be surprised. It's kind of expected mm-hmm. because you're not good at taking tests. So this can cause you to be flustered, even though you've studied super hard. You know, you've prepared yourself for the test ahead of time. But mm-hmm. because of this conversation that you've had with your mom and she's like put these thoughts into your head, um, you're flustered and you're struggling with taking the test which ultimately would lead you to get in a low test score. Right. And this is the other imposed um, self-fulfilling prophecy because your mom predicted that your anxiety and your bad test taking skills would have an effect on you. And it did. Yeah. And these other imposed profit, self-fulfilling prophecies happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, like even in school, right. Teacher relationships, dynamics where, there's a student in the class and the teacher maybe gravitates this one student who they already believe is a, a better bright student. student. Yeah, great student. they love to say bright. Right. A student who's excelling and they're showing um improvement and they they just are bright, like you yeah. said. And then there might be a student who may be not so bright, a little dull. Yeah. And then they're giving a lot of extra attention, tutoring, uh, nurturing, uh, comfort, compassion, empathy, whatever it is to the bright student. Yes. And thus the bright student excels Excels. and then they're not giving that same attention and energy into the student who they don't feel it might be as bright or maybe they're not outwardly expressing that this student is as bright. And thus, because the the patient, my God, work, (laughs) because the student is not getting that same attention and care, care, then they don't excel. Of course they don't excel. Right. Right. And you see that, I mean, you see that all the time. Especially in our um, underserved communities. Yes. And that's the problem that a lot of people have with these public schools is because the system, the teachers already have these preconceived ideas about the students there, the disadvantaged students. Yeah. And they're not giving them the same care, the same resources. Yeah. And then we're we're not on this level playing field with the students who are perceived as bright because they have parents with money and all this other shit. Yeah. And it's because we weren't given the same shit. It's really systemic. Yes. Others, other fulfilled pro, um, prophecy, other, what is it? Self-fulfilled. No, no, no. Other, other imposed. imposed. Other imposed is what I want to say. Other, other imposed um, prophecy, fulfilling prophecy. It reminds me of just like systemic racism, like, you yeah. know, and just being disadvantaged and not having the opportunity to prove that you can excel if given the same resources. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like people treat certain people a certain way, right? Say white people automatically treat people of color or black people or a marginalized group uh, as like a stereotype. Thus, they don't ever give them the opportunity to prove like, hey, we're not a stereotype. Right. You know what I mean? And then they further they further their belief about the person because they didn't give them an opportunity to prove them wrong. Right. Stupid. Yeah. Dumb as fuck. I hate it. This also shows up in relationships a lot. Now, so, honey, this is where I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, this shows up in relationships a lot. Um, so a common example of this showing up in relationships is if you have a partner, right? And you're um, insecure. 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 You're insecure. No, no Molly. No you're insecure. Lisa. And the partner is great. Now, you know, they haven't done anything right. to... <clears throat> Make you think otherwise, but because of your insecurities, you're constantly accusing them of cheating, thinking they don't want to be with you, mm-hmm. and th- it becomes too much for them. You know, like the accusations, the insecurity, trying to reassure you that they're here for you and everything's okay, and they're like, 
I'm breaking up with you. And then you have to, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you already were insecure and thought that you weren't worthy of the relationship, which is why you were accusing them of and cheating. acting the way you were acting. Right. And now they did break up with you, but it's because you pretty much predicted it and caused it to happen. And it kind of gives sometimes, even if they don't break up with you, sometimes it gives a false permission for people to go out and do the things that you've accused them of doing. Because yes. it's like, if you're going to accuse me of doing the shit anyway, I might, I might as, as well, well do, do it. it. Keisha Cole. I might as well have cheated on you. Ooh. Now, we're not saying now, we're not talking about if you're dealing with a sneaky motherfucker. We're talking about genuinely being insecure. Right. And accusing your partner of doing you dirty mm -hmm. when they're not. Which I can ultimately this. lead this is to why. the demise of a relationship. And this is why when it's broken, let it go. Don't which try is, to piece happened? it back together. You were you were the accusee or accused? The accuser. accuser. I mean, I was you the, the accusee. accusee. I was the accusee and I'm like, baby boy, if you're going to be in this with me, then you got to act accordingly. But it's frustrating. You know, it's like, it's not going to work. It's like, I can't even like, I'm literally not doing anything. And I still have to prove myself. Now that, that is the proving. Yeah. It's the proving for me where I'm like, bro, I can't live my life like this. We better off apart. Like you thought we were, you thought that we shouldn't be together because of, so because I'm cheating on you now, we really ain't going to be together because I'm not cheating on you. And I ain't going to be going through hell trying to prove that I'm not cheating, cheating on, on you. you. Right. It's stressful. It's a Don Dada. Yeah. I hate it. Have you dealt with that in a relationship? Um, No. Mm. I feel like a nigga know I don't be cheating on him because okay. nigga know I'm loyal. Oh shit! <laughs> Sometimes it ain't even about that. It's about these niggas being insecure. I know, people but being insecure. Well, I guess I've just never dealt with the insecure man before. Yeah. Okay. So, no, that never happened to me before. And you know why? I feel like because part of me, because I was kind of like cheating. Okay. Well, bitch. No, but I'm saying it wasn't like a cheat cheat. It was like. A, a entertain there was an there was a, there was a, a break in, there was some in, there was a break in trust a break in trust which okay so you can't fully fault no there's a fully fault because we it dissipated the relationship ended and you chose to come back okay so well, so now that, that i now that we're on a fresh start and the slate is clean i don't want you telling me are you cheating are you out there doing this or doing that then we shouldn't be together yeah i Heal. i will say at that point if you know you can't handle it and you can't if the trust is really broken and you can't forgive and then you move have on, to heal and leave then you have to just leave it alone because it's no it's not fair to continue to torture someone once you've made the conscious decision to continue to be in the relationship despite what may have already occurred in the right past. that's why i'm like actually you shouldn't be with me because what if the person really has decided to turn a new leaf and no longer be a cheater and my leaf was turned <laughs> and that's that's what i'm saying my leaf was turned i never went back yeah so it's like eh. anyway so y'all know we have to offer tips Oh, you know, one one thing, oh, okay. another way that this shows up is in the workplace, which I thought was a good example. Mm -hmm. um, re remember you were talking about how you knew someone who um, was like, felt like all their coworkers were attacking them or against them. Like, because there was only black person there and. Oh, yeah, baby. Now that nigga. <laughs> this can happen with self-fulfilling prophecies out in the workplace, either thinking that everyone's discriminating against you which we know that motherfuckers do be discriminating yes yeah, not saying right. that at all but sometimes because we have these preconceived notions that i'm the only black person here everybody's going to be discriminating against me sometimes we behave in certain ways to be discriminated against yes yeah like being hella aggressive or doing too much like get, making it a hard time in the workplace specifically in that situation yeah. not saying all the time but specifically no, no, no. in that situation that you have mentioned or also sometimes um where we feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. I'm not good enough for this job. And then you're underperforming. You're yeah. not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then you end up getting fired. Yeah. So. You know what? I feel like um, I was about to say something. Now I lost my train of thought. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when people have that kind of like, well, I dealt it's with so somebody. Here. Yeah, it is. I dealt with somebody who had a, a very like pessimistic, like kind of woe is me. And I feel like their whole life is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it probably is because that's what this is. This is all about your thoughts and controlling yes. your thoughts. Because if we constantly have pessimist, a pessimistic attitude about outcomes. Everything is like. Then 
I had a horrible day. I had this, this. I had to deal with that. No, and then the police, and then I got pulled over. That's and now the it's lens my, that we're looking. I'm like through our day to day through. How are you a glass half full type of motherfucker? Yeah, maybe because I'm a glass half full type bitch. Right. So it is different. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about how to break this cycle because again, we know that we can use self fulfilling prophecies to our benefit mm-hmm. by just changing our thoughts. And so one thing we want to do is get rid of the absolute all or nothing language like always never can't can't have like i'm not good at this i'll always fuck up yeah i can't do it this isn't for me and just open your mind up to other possibilities instead of closing it off with negative often irrational beliefs mm-hmm. because when you say never can't like that's that, so final permanent it is and it's so. often irrational because you can if you just do <laughs> something different sometimes yeah you know so also next tip is to trust yourself and other people people are not out to get you and contrary to your belief you're not out to get you yeah you know what i mean like you have your best interest at heart and there's some good people out here who aren't out fucking fuck you from the front or the back you have to learn to trust people and lean in and lean on yeah stop acting ghetto trusting yourself is important because this is when we're um we're going to use our intuition and we're going to use our discernment so that we can make sound decisions and not just be doing anything just to be doing floating in the wind. Um, also release the need for control. Self-fulfilling prophecies, like we said, are definitely an attempt to control situations because you want to, you think you're controlling an outcome when you really can be manifesting an outcome that you don't want with this false sense of control. So if we release this need for control and um, stop thinking about having these thoughts of thing, outcomes that we don't want to happen, we'll realize that we're getting more of what we want instead of what we don't want. Yes. Next, don't dismiss your emotions. Now, we're not saying to just be like, fuck it. I'm anxious. I'm not a people person. I'm nah, 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 nah. Yeah. The job is really discriminating against me. We're not saying to just say, fuck things that might really be happening right. and not processing and dealing with what you're feeling. We're not saying that at all. Definitely take on what you're feeling, internalize it, but you have to learn to move through it. Yeah, right? don't let it control you. Don't, don't let, let your it. emotions control you. We're yeah. not dismissing them, but we're also not letting them control us. Understand where you stand on a situation, how you feel, and then move forward. Yes. Period. Poop. Also, keep your expectations in check. Mm-hmm. This is simple. What are we expecting? It when we do when we expect negative subconsciously, it's like we have to tap in and be more mindful. Really, this is about being mindful mm-hmm. as we're moving through life. Because, like we said, with the self actualization, once we're being more mindful, we'll realize that we're more tapped in, tuned into ourselves, and that's when you start to get different outcomes. Because it's like. Why would I expect, why would I expect the worst? Like, why, why am I thinking that the worst is going to happen? And when I, and if I am thinking that the worst is going to happen, I should be able to reverse that thought and think that the best is going to happen. And that's what exactly what I have to do when I get, my mind gets to going. Yeah. I'm like, sis, he's home in bed. It's okay. It's okay. You don't got to think he's hanging off of a cliff or in a fucking emergency room. Yeah. Like that's just so extreme. You don't have to take it there. Right. I'll be like, wow, my family, everybody just died on me. And now here I am left alone. Yeah. It'll go somewhere else. But yeah, that's good. Manage your expectations. Keep them in check. Lastly, strengthen your mindset. Like we said, this is all about being mindful. This is all all in the power of your thoughts. We have to remember that we have the power to make different choices. And we have the desire. We can change our desired outcomes. This is about agency and ability. Right. We're really in more in control over what we're thinking and what comes to us than we than we think we are. You know, and we don't have to settle for less. We don't. And some of us may be in different stages and we may need more help with um, the process that it takes to change your thoughts. We're not saying that it's just super easy to do because it's not always easy to do. But there's things that you can do to help, which are therapy, um, Being intentional. Being intentional. First of all, just being aware, which is why we bring different topics to the show, because awareness is the first step to changing some shit and doing things differently. Awareness is the main step. It is. Because the more you're aware and the more that you're like tapped in to what you're feeling and, you know, just taking inventory of it, then you can check it when it shows up. 
Yeah, like, being yo. able to put a name to it, it definitely helps me a lot. I'm like, oh, that's like I, when I remember when I first this is a different topic subject. But when I first found out about codependency, I'm like, so that's what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Now that I know what it is, I can actively make progress to not be codependent or not be in situations where there's codependency because I'm aware of what the fuck is happening. Yeah. You can give it language. Yes. Yes. So, um, that's really it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. To the this, point. For this week. Um, it's you versus you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we'll be ending it. That's how we bring it back around each and every time. Mm-hmm. It's you versus you. And that's empowering in itself, knowing that this is something that you can stop. And you can also stop when other people try to impose these prophecies on you. You can be like, Period. actually, I'm not. I'm not taking that. I'm not accepting that. That's what you think. But that's not something that I have to own. And j- you know what else? The other imposed prophecy, um, fulfilling prophecy is a lot of the reason why we feel like we're failing at life. Because society, our parents, everybody else has told us, hey, you have to be doing this. You have to be doing that. And when we don't do it, then we feel terribly. Exactly. You know, like, oh, you should be married. Actually, I want to have grandkids. You should be married by this age. Yeah. And then when you're not doing it. You think something's wrong with you. You think something's wrong with you. But it's like, that's an expectation that you set. And that doesn't have to be my reality just because that's the expectation that you have in your mind Mm -hmm. for me, which is crazy. Yes. Like, how are you over there creating all these expectations for me? Worry about the expectations that you're setting for yourself mm-hmm. and you create that path and follow it. Yeah. But as for me in my house, we I'll handle it. <laughs> Shit. And you can get the fuck out. You can go. Period. This is a tiny house. Me only. <laughs> me and the so, dog. That's all for this week, ladies. Um, I don't think I have a dream this week. I don't either, but we'll have one next week. Oh, we will. Love okay. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.